0: Hey everyone, Pretty here. Just wanted to pop in before the episode and say that here at Cult Classics, we support the WGA and SAG strikes currently happening in Hollywood. Pocket Podcast Network Blockbuster is a fun way for us here at the network to take a go at movie making, but there are real writers and actors making entertainment that we all enjoy every day who deserve fair working conditions and pay. Also, you may notice during this episode that we call this movie the summer blockbuster of the year, and clearly the studio had other ideas. Anyways, this movie is the greatest movie of all time. Enjoy. Content warning. Not all shows will be suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised. In a world overwhelmed with remakes and franchises... One network dares to be different. Join Cold Classics as they dare to write the most ambitious feature the podcast world has ever seen. Coming this fall, the Pocket Podcast Network presents Corruption in the Cave. My name is Brittany, and I have a bachelor's degree in film and television. My name is Jessica, and I have a bachelor's degree in equine studies, and we're going to make the summer blockbuster movie. Woohoo! Ooh. Welcome to Cole Classics. Normally, mm-hmm. we make horse movies. That's correct. Um, but this time, we're going to make the summer blockbuster of the year. Yeah. Of the eh. century. Of the century. High uh, stakes here. I, I think we can do it. Yeah. Definitely. I believe in us. Um, also, that we could put a horse in it. Yeah. Oh, we should. <laughs> I, I sometimes forget to put horses in my own movies. Uh, we forget to put horses in our horse movies sometimes. That's true. <laughs> so, so like, that's not <laughs> that's unusual for us, actually. True. I love um, horses so much that I forget about them. <laughs> I forget they exist. Whoops. <laughs> so um, I think we should just jump right into it. I think so, too. Okay, cool. J.D. and Alex gave us some things to work with. It seems like we're kind of going into potentially the genre of, like, horror slash maybe, like, thriller a little mm-hmm. bit. Because um, mm-hmm. they reference Jaws quite a significant amount. Yeah. Um. So there were some things that they kind of talked about. And if you listen... Listen to the episode um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that uh, was like potential ideas for the plot of this movie. But we could, you know, do whatever we want. Really. We can't. We it's have our, all the power. <laughs> it's in our hands now and nobody can stop us. And what we do is really going to influence the rest of this journey, yeah. which I'm very excited about to mm-hmm. see how it goes from here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I mean I think the plot seems pretty reasonable but I think what we need to do is put our own little spice on it right? Um, I think we need to big picture little picture maybe so okay. like what's our big picture for this movie here like what's already been done or like what no like what are we thinking what do we think? if we were to look at like the back of the DVD and it has mm. the summary and mm. we're like okay I think I have an understanding of what this movie is about mm. what are we thinking I think that it's certainly a thriller, right? Okay. And it's a ensemble piece. Yes. I was just um, thinking about that of how yeah. we've got we've got multiple characters mm-hmm. that are main characters mm-hmm. um and I don't think that we've we've done that a couple of times with some of our horse movies. Yeah. Um but not necessarily a whole whole lot um cuz I think a lot of horse mo- horse movies um usually are about like one main character bonding with their horse yeah. and whatever adventures they go on. I mean obviously, mm-hmm. there's more nuances to different genres than that, but like if we're boiling down like what is a horse movie, that's what I would kind of go to originally yeah. um so if we've got multiple characters, um, I keep thinking there should be like six of them. Okay. Um although do we want to add in uh JD and Alex's character that they came up with as one of the six or is that just like an extra cuz the way that they they talked about Captain Karen was that she was kind of like the trope of the like wizened old person that gives cryptic advice that, li- you know, everybody in town thinks is a little odd and kind of lives in a house off by themselves gives the advice. To me, that sounds like the mentor character, mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, right? Like you could, but typically the mentor doesn't go on the journey with the like mentee right. and, and we're doing a group. I right. actually I want to this is going to sound insane, Um but I need to look at our old episodes because I'm already <laughs> feeling some parallels with a movie we've done, but I cannot remember the name for the life of me. You with about the OG Wizard of Kentucky? Yes, the OG Wizard of Kentucky. Thank you. <laughs> I, that's what I saw. I saw Wizard and I was, uh. I was like, that's not wrong. Um, which obviously in that movie, the mentor is not good. Um, mm-hmm. So like we can do better than that. But that's that's the vibes I'm getting, right? Because that mm-hmm. was a group of, of kids off on an adventure oh saving... i forgot there was more than one of them yeah i don't remember how many i don't think there was six but no, like right because i remember we talked about the the climax scene being all of on horseback in this big open field with tornadoes and stuff because i just really <laughs> liked the visual of it i just remember that so vividly because i really liked the visuals of it um it was, it was giving me, it was giving me like, I think it was the wizard. I said, there was tornado wizard something, but okay. I mean, it gives me like OG, like Chronicles of Narnia mm-hmm. vibes, which right. I really like. Anyways, anyways. That's so, so funny. <laughs> we're ref- we're trying to reference our own podcast and I literally can't even. <laughs> we make so many of them. We do make so many of them. You're welcome. <laughs> Listen, the fact that we haven't repeated ourselves like a, plot wise so far is like we're doing pretty good yes i'm impressed with us although we pro- we probably have at some point but no yeah. one's called us on it so i wonder if i don't know like i i get what you're saying but at the same time like i have like so like similar but different mm-hmm. and i'm trying to f- articulate in my brain how this is different of like maybe there's more at the beginning of the six characters. Like maybe the mentor doesn't come in until like later in the movie. Sure. Cause I, I feel think like the other thing is if, if it's in the like spookier genre is maybe there's much higher stakes and maybe some of them don't make it. Right. Right. Cause I was like, I feel like in the wizard movie, like it was kind of like right at the beginning that they started being mentored. Yeah. Um, and this to me feels like the the kind of basic thoughts that i have in my head are they they don't have the mentor until farther into the movie when they're mm-hmm. like okay this isn't working we need somebody to help us yeah whatever it is they're trying to do if we're talking about this mentor captain karen yes so if this character has a relationship with the Titanic, whether it's mm-hmm. their past or their ancestors past mm-hmm. whatever it is then that would be the moment in the movie where the six of them would go right if, right. if that knowledge is is known to everybody because right. there's two ways i could go it's either like the whole town knows oh she knows about this but she's just making it up mm-hmm. or They stumble across her somehow and she goes, well, I know about this and Mm -hmm. I can help you with this. So Mm -hmm. it's like either they seek her out or they accidentally find her. One of the two. So I think I want to talk a little bit more about big picture stuff because I feel like if we can come up with a general concept of what is potentially happening, Mm -hmm. then I think we can get into some of the more finer points um, as we go. But I was thinking, like, is it is it a... Awaken the Beast style story where it's like something we start the movie off, something's triggered it, and now we got a problem. Mm-hmm. Or is it the six of them are doing something accidentally wake the beast and now are trying to fix their the the mistake that they've created? Because that changes things. I like the second one better. Okay. Cause I cause I think some of the things that JD and Alex talked about kind of led a little bit more in that kind of range of like these six main characters are on old rod island is the name of the the location um old rod island like they're there because they're like vacationing or visiting their grandparents or something along those lines so i feel like it would be like that kind of tracks a little bit more of like they accidentally Mm -hmm. Awaken the Beast and (laughs) I know that that this is probably gonna get played serious, but I have watched a lot of media that I love that's like the really it's like the funny antics of like we have to like it's like Phineas and Ferb almost of like this well I guess not entirely, but like just like this thing has been made. And we have to cover it up so nobody else sees it. And they're like doing all these ridiculous things. So like nobody notices what's going on. And they're getting really frantic about making sure that um, everything's fine. Nothing to see here. Like leaning across the doorway kind of a thing. See, I wasn't I was picturing more along the lines of um, the I say new. It's not new anymore um mm-hmm. but it's new in the scheme of things is mm-hmm. Power Rangers movie okay um i don't know how actual Power Rangers fans feel about this movie i enjoyed it mhm i but i also am a fan of just like a a an action movie that's really got no weight to it right um they oh, i'm trying to think of how how it happened but like they accidentally stumble into the spaceship uh huh and activate all these power ranger things and then they absorb them in their their bodies and then they become the power rangers yeah and then they have to and then because they activated the spaceship the people that have been the aliens that have been searching for the spaceship can find the tracking beacon and then they come down to earth and they're like i'm gonna destroy i don't actually remember if this is the plot of the power rangers movie or another alien movie but this is like the tropes right of like yes it's very very similar all the way across Yep. um and, right, we have a montage of learning how to use our powers and our uh-huh. suits and, like, and then um, all this jazz. Right. So, to me, that's kind of what I'm I'm picturing is this idea of, like, they go into a cave and they see there's a, there's a, a space for a hand and mm-hmm. some text underneath. And one of them's like, uh, what if I read it and put my hand here? And then, right. like, blue glowing stuff happens and yeah. they, the earth shakes under them. But then yeah. nothing happens in that scene. Uh-huh. And they leave, and then the news is like, there's a giant crab. <laughs> you know, right? Like something yeah. so, and we can connect it somehow, right? Mm-hmm. But something, something to be like, oh, we did that. Mm-hmm. And then being like, we should probably fix it. Yeah. You know what I like? Um, mm-hmm. as instead of like, you know, they do this thing and suddenly there's a giant crab. I like the idea of um like just suddenly, there's more crabs like oh. on the island. Like like it and one of those where it kind of starts out of like, oh, that's odd. Why is there a crab running across the street? <laughs> trying to go to the grocery store. <laughs> to like suddenly they're like all over the place and like the the because the the one of the things about Titanic is that they kind of um have like a a a um army, an army of smaller crabs, they're like, Titanic is huge, uh-huh. but they kind of can also send in smaller crabs to kind of do their bidding or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think this just like slowly the island is being overrun, infested by crabs, mm. like way more than usual. It kind of, I'm not really a spooky person, but suddenly I'm like, ooh, this would be good spooky of like, like it's just the slow build of like what the heck is going on? Why are there crabs yeah. all over the place? Then there would I would like there to be something that makes them think they have to take responsibility for even just the crab infestation. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I think that would give us the opportunity for them to go to this to the captain, right, and be like, "Hey, we're trying to solve this problem," mm-hmm. and she's like there's a much bigger problem at stake. It's Mm -hmm. not this one, right? Like, that can be the moment where they learn, oh, something bigger is happening. Right. Okay. I'm trying to think of, like, what the eventual conclusion of this will be, right? Because not that we always gonna go all the way through. Sometimes we open-end our movies of, like, this is the general idea. Yeah. Um, And I don't necessarily want to build a solid ending into place with how we're structuring Blockbuster, but... Uh I think having a still like an arc would be really nice. Yeah. Because I think, I think they need to fight the crab. Right. Are they f- fighting it with, we talked about this before, uh-huh. before we started recording, but Ghoul Tank made a monster named Brad. Mm-hmm. Are they fighting it with Brad? Is Does Brad take over the fight from them? Because that would be more, because if that was the case, then it, that would be more along <laughs> the lines of like Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. where kind of Pacific Rim is a mech, movie so like the people are still involved but or like um godzilla versus mothra or something Mm -hmm. right where it's Mm -hmm. like we're trying to do all these things but now the two big monsters are gonna fight each other right we just kind of like sicked one on it the other yeah so we got two options there i think as far as how if if we want a monster battle which i think could be fun but i Mm -hmm. also think it's kind of it it lacks Agency, yeah. If we are making it that it's these six characters' responsibility, right? First of all, I forgot about Brad. How can I, I forget know about Brad? <laughs> we just talked about him. Um, but secondly, I think that, um, knowing like that like how this is going to go next like what the next step of of blockbuster is mm-hmm. i think that just having brad as like a companion help kind of a thing instead of like taking over the fight i think would be good i think it would okay. be cool if there was like a a moment where maybe um oh you know what okay so bonding with something is like my forte of figuring out for these movies, right? Yeah. And so one of the things is that happens, I'm pretty sure this has happened in like horse movies and I think we've talked about this a couple times is like, okay, so unrelated to the main arc of the plot, the characters bond with this companion Mm -hmm. animal creature, whatever. Creature's Mm -hmm. probably a better word. Mm -hmm. And then like the critical time comes, and they yell for help or whatever, and the creature hears them. So like there's this trope of like horses going to rescue the mm-hmm. human that they bonded with in their like desperate hour of need. So like mm-hmm. the horse isn't anywhere around, but they somehow hear that or know that this that their person that they bonded with needs help. and so they like swoop in to help rescue them, they stomp on the snake or whatever, I don't know exactly. <laughs> like, you know, this could go any different way. So, like, that's the general trope. So, like, if we're putting Brad in that situation of like, Brad is like our our horse, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. that we're putting um, if we're following those tropes is like, they encounter Brad somewhere else, bond with them, and then the, the big battle starts or whatever and you know in the there's there's gotta be like i'm thinking like i've got the action movie scene like (laughs) playing in my head like the battle starts and things are going on and it seems like it's not going well and then suddenly you see brad coming and um does some sort of specific thing to kind of uh, tip the power of the battle and start winning against Titanic, and so maybe Titanic and Brad aren't necessarily specifically just fighting each other, but Brad is like the the like extra boost that the main characters need to be able to defeat Titanic. If we want to create this idea that Captain Karen knows more than or 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 is just involved in a world that nobody else sees or is involved with mm-hmm. then maybe she has Brad at her house mm. right and like is this this mythical monstrous creature and then goes oh well the six of you are trying to solve a problem here you go <laughs> right and i mm-hmm. and i wonder if I feel like we might be going a little fantastical with this, but that could be fun too, is if we say that after they activate the crabs, then they start to see other things. Okay. Like with this idea, like they see more creatures or maybe they see the crabs. Maybe the crabs aren't seen by everybody. And the big and, you know, chitin chitanic is the only one that they like, like that people see mm. although i don't know if that fits quite in with what we're trying to do but this idea right of like you've opened up a door to another world that now you can access now you can see i'm thinking of uh, spiderwick chronicles mm. which um basically it's it's very fantasy kind of young adult novely. where right. in in spiderwick Ch- chronicles um there's a there's a world of like fairies and goblins and trolls and all that kind of stuff that Mm -hmm. people can't see but they can they're visible to people unless you have like a viewing stone or you get sneezed on by a goblin or something like that (laughs) and like (laughs) <laughs> it's a very funny trope. Um, I really like it. On. Yeah, like, like you know, you uh, your eyes get covered, and then you're like, oh, wipe it off. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can see. Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. But the idea being like that 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 these creatures have an influence on the real world. They're just invisible. Mm. Um, it's not like a parallel universe that they're walking between. It's like they're they're there. You just can't see them, right? Um, and they typically try to make it so that you can't see them or feel them or any of that. Mm-hmm. But with um, something like what we're doing, it would be like you activated them first of right. all. Second of all, you can see them, mm-hmm. and then, and then until X thing happens, the right, normal people won't be able to see them. I'm also like this is not. I'm not a hundred percent sold on this because yeah. if you do want to lean more spooky, this is more in the like fantasy young adult right isle i kind of i feel like it works in the sense of you know if so so my thought is that um everybody in on this island knows captain karen but kind of writes her off as like a little bit mm-hmm. unwell in the head um <laughs> now, also in the left pinky toe, but we're not, <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that. Um and so if the the main characters start like being like, don't you don't you see all the crabs all over the place? Like there's a there's a horseshoe crab in my ceiling fan <laughs> I don't know why that's what my brain supplied, but <laughs> um <laughs> But if, you know, if they went, if we start doing talking like that and people are like, you're going crazy. Like, I don't know what you're seeing, but I don't see hermit crabs all over the place. Um, then that would maybe lead them to talk to Captain Karen because she would be the only one who would believe them. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I am not sure. Like not that I necessarily mind changing the genre, but I am a little bit concerned that it won't be able to like flow as well between the different shows. There's a lot of options that we can go with as far as story here. Mhm. I feel like we've got we've got a lot of different paths we can follow. Right. Um I I wonder if we can figure out what we think the best arc would be if then we can go from there because if we think that the best arc is Right, this big titanic comes out and, mm-hmm. ra- you know, runs rampant through the town, mm-hmm. and they have to deal with the consequences of that, uh, And uh, however they're going to try to solve this problem, mm-hmm. that's different than a big giant titanic coming out on the shores, and mm. then- Another one comes out, and then all the crabs are there, and they start doing a crab chant. And you think, oh, they're going to open up a portal to the underworld, right? There's a different. There's a different crab, 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 crab. <laughs> it's a very simple chant. <laughs> crabs are simple creatures. <laughs> it's true. So I'm just because I'm trying to think of like what would be some kind of action arcs that we could follow. Because the other thing is, like, if 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 we go super spooky, mm-hmm. then this creature is is unleashed and it's hunting them specifically. Mm. That's usually more of the, like, spookier genre is whatever creature, you know, a demon or, or a cryptid mm-hmm. or something, you've mm-hmm. triggered it in some way to mm-hmm. hunt you. And then we end mm-hmm. up with a final girl situation or some kind of, like, final... Player, uh-huh. right? Where you have everybody gets got except for one person. Right. That's the, those are the kind of the bigger, the big, big, big picture things I'm seeing. Okay. And so then it depends what kind of arc we want to go with. I'm not going to answer your question <laughs> because I don't know how feasible this would be. But like normally on our podcast, we come up with, I realized as I was sitting here thinking about this, is like we come up with the story based on the title. <laughs> instead of the other way around and i feel like we're kind of going the other way around so i wonder if since we kind of have some idea of what we're doing if maybe we try to get a title something going on here to help give us some more uh fuel for the improv ideas sure um okay so i'm going to generate some titles we're just going to use uh we're going to use coolgenerator.com um and we're going to generate some titles Oh, my gosh. Calm in the Caves? You were talking about caves. I was talking about caves. Cooks and men. <laughs> it really likes the and men at the yeah. end of what's going on. I, I, this is not what we were doing, but I really like Neighbors Under My Bed. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> neighbors <laughs> Under My Bed. These are very good. Now, Anguished by the Mountains, that's a spooky movie. Is it? I think you could make that real spooky. Okay. I feel like, to me, Anguished is like angst. (laughs) (laughs) The Anguished by the Mountains is like a scorned poet moves to the mountains because nobody appreciates the art. Yeah, and something (laughs) in the mountains starts talking to them. Oh, okay. That's fair. (laughs) Spooky, (laughs) easy, fair enough. Uh, do you want to generate some more? I we could also write down things we liked and then come back to it. Yeah, write down calm in the caves. I don't think calm is the right word, but like, but something in the the caves caves is good. All right, let's let's generate some more. Horror who smiles? That is an awesome movie title. Somebody else use that, please. I think even if you just had it be like who smiles. Oh, spiders and fiends spiders and fiends crabs and fiends well i also don't want to keep calling it a crab it's not technically a crab that's true well kind of yeah but it's like a mythical crab it's a fantastical crab it's a pokemon crab yeah i kind of like cautious of history too that feels very like this is a beast that has awoken in the past Mm. And we mm-hmm. should be cautious of it. But because it's been so long, the townspeople are like, psh, it's just a legend. Alive in the Abyss is also good. That is good. Where's the Abyss? In the ocean? Yeah, the ocean's an abyss. <laughs> well, because if we did something like that, right, then you have the captain refer to the ocean as the Abyss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Like you have a little drop in there where you're like, the ocean, she's an abyss. Oh, you right. go down da- you go down and you don't ever come back up. Yeah. Right, something like right. that. Right, yeah. I don't know why she sounds really grizzled. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was what they they did talk about grizzled as being a characteristic. So, I think you're on par with that. Listen, a a sea captain got to be grizzled. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I want to like combine some things. I feel like caves in the abyss. Are they scuba diving? <laughs> <laughs> they could. <laughs> in Canada? I'm in the frozen look, ocean? Well, I guess people, it's not frozen. Cause. It's not frozen and people scuba dive in the lake in the winter. So That's fair. Some people are just crazy. Hmm. Um Captain Karen is a scuba diving instructor. <laughs> that's wow, that's a leap. <laughs> Uh, for some reason, I don't know why my brain can't comprehend that. Because <laughs> it was a, because we we're talking about a fishing captain, which is not the same thing as a scuba no, instructor. <laughs> not at all. Captain Karen takes scientists who scuba dive out onto the water, drives the boat for them to scuba dive. Yeah. In the cold, cold water. Then we're not really going to our teens. Well, I mean, that's her day job. <laughs> Got it. But like, you know, if she pays them or if they pay her to to take them out scuba diving. What about using the word corruption? OK. Um, corruption in the caves could be good. That's still that alliteration that we like. That is very good alliteration. And if we did that right, the idea could be like the Titanic is a corrupted version of something. Oh, okay. Because they brought it back wrong, or uh-huh. it's just been asleep for so long, uh-huh. or something. Oh my gosh, the idea of it was it was dead, and something that they did brought it back. Ooh! Necromanced the crab. Ooh! Scary! <laughs> <laughs> well, and that would increase the stakes, because then it's like, how do we take care of something that is supposed to be dead already. Oh, or is yeah. dead or is currently right. dead right now. Is dead. How do you dead a dead? <laughs> you dead a dead. <laughs> Your quote of the day, my friends. Uh, it's very good. Okay, so corruption in the caves? Yes. Okay, great. Excellent. Ooh, spooky. Okay. Spooky. So then we're kind of, we're still a little fantastical, but I think we can mm-hmm. do it in a way that feels, because if you think about like horror movies for more than two seconds, a lot mm-hmm. of them are just fantasy, but spooky. Because mm-hmm. um, you think demons and zombies right. and werewolves right. and all that stuff. Like that's, yeah. that's fantastical. So yeah. uh, an undead giant crab. Mm-hmm. Great. A mm-hmm. uh, group of, a group of ragtag teens who are like, oops, we've made a mistake. <laughs> we accidentally read the necromancy spell that brought back yeah. this giant crab. Yeah. Oh, okay. If we're going to do kids with a spell book. Oh. Right? Okay. Okay, yeah. let, let me pitch you this. Okay. So what if they, they do a spell and it summons Brad? Okay. Right? So like, and they're like, oh. This is fine. Uh We can we can do more things from this book, Uh and there's always one character who's like, "We shouldn't have done the first one. Let's not do it again, right? (laughs) Right. Let's not, yo, let's not." And they're like, "Oh, don't be a scaredy scaredy cat." Mm -hmm. And they do this other one. The ground shakes. The earth glows, and then nothing happens. And they're like, "Okay, Mm -hmm. cool, right? Seems seems fine to me, right?" Um, you were worried about nothing, Mm -hmm. and then oh, you know what this is reminding me of? What? The Mummy. Oh, okay. Which is one of my favorite movies. Um, it's a very good movie. It's not in my top, but I will watch it all the time. Uh huh. Um, so with The Mummy, oh, there's a lot of things tied up with The Mummy that I really like. So, So the reason that The Mummy gets brought back is because there is a, I think like a cult that is trying to bring back this mm-hmm. one guy mm-hmm. who is this spooky, scary, creepy guy. Mm-hmm. And then that that spooky, scary, creepy creature basically like takes body parts from there's two dig teams and takes it from one dig team, like uh-huh. keeps picking picking off people. So if we did something like that, right? Like of being brought back by something mm-hmm. and um then picking off people. Uh-huh then first of all, we can have the little crabs do the picking off. That's what I was literally just thinking. Yeah. But it could be like the big crab needs people for X thing. Right. Whatever it is. With with, with the mummy, it was that the the actual... I, it's the mummy. It's in the mummy. It's the mummy. Like, I don't remember what this this guy's name is because uh-huh. he just always is the mummy in my head. Right. Um, but like, he doesn't have any... Body parts. Uh-huh. So he needs people's eyes and their tongue and like right, you know, all that stuff. Right. Um. And i the thing I really enjoy about the mummy is that it's not gory. Mm. It's like a little frightening, but it's mostly an action movie. So okay. if you think about it for more than two seconds, you're like, oh. But like, if you watch it, you're not like, Ugh, right. right. So it's done really well. Mm-hmm. Um. So if I was directing this, I would direct it like that. Okay. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That's the thought. Mm-hmm. But so this 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 Titanic, I wonder if maybe it's something to do with size of maybe okay. or or strength, right? Like okay. of just absorbing people's souls for strength or something like that. Uh-huh. Because there's also a possibility that we could set up something that then can get reversed at the end if we're if we're feeling like we want to go not super scary, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if if it's like the Titanic absorbs all their souls, they're just kind of like soulless zombies, but their bodies are still okay. And at the end, when they defeat it, their souls will go back. Mm-hmm. Right. We can have that kind of potential. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they should find the spell book in the caves, right? Obviously, yes, obviously. I just want to make sure that we're talking because we still stank kind on of caves. Yep, um, caves. Gotta have the caves. Um, Okay, so I think what we should do is do what we kind of do. We do this all the time when we make our movies is we start to be like, all right, let's recap. But we recap (laughs) when we think we're done. I think we should recap now and so it will get us to where we're at. Yeah, I think I would love to pull in um, elements of Jaws a little bit too. Not that I've seen Jaws, but I (laughs) I know some of the like one of the coolest things about Jaws um, from, like, movie maker standpoint, and I think you've probably told me this, or one of my movie friends, but I know you think this is really cool, is that like, it actually ended up being the way that it is because they couldn't get the, like, shark puppet to work. Yeah, they couldn't get the animatronic to work. Yeah, and so, um, so readjusting and doing it where you just see, like, flashes and bits and pieces so you're not staring at The animatronic, while it's not working, and so I think I would love to have those hints of like maybe it's the smaller crabs, maybe it is the is the bigger crab, but it's just like you just have a shot of just one leg, like Mm -hmm. crunching a tree or something like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, Um, and just so so there's there's hints and flashes of like this there's a there's a something i don't know exactly what it is because i haven't seen all of it yet but it's yeah it's a coming (laughs) yeah absolutely i because i think that it leads to a greater impact when we see the the whole thing Mm -hmm. and also then we have this opportunity of seeing it in a way of it's not at full power even when we're seeing just a leg or just a claw or whatever right it's not to its full capacity and then when Everybody's gotten got except for the last person and Brad. Mm-hmm. Then it's it's this moment of of oh, we messed up so bad. Uh huh. We can't fight this. Uh huh. And you know we come up with a way that they fight it. Um. They oh you flip know what to the spark notes or not the spark notes the index in the back of the spell book and find was, the reverse spell. I was just thinking that though, because I, I think I think. What something needs to happen with the spell book. Uh-huh. And that's part of the journey. Oh, uh, okay. And then they, at the very last minute, they find the reverse spell. Mm-hmm. So the other thing too is I'm trying to figure out where Captain Karen comes in now. I, although I think she, I think she can just be the the deliverer of information. Of like, they get to a point being like maybe the first. Maybe maybe there are seven people in the group and like one of them gets picked off and they're like, okay this is something is really wrong. These crabs are doing really weird things. These little Mm -hmm. crabs. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to talk to the one person on this island who knows anything about anything. Mm -hmm. And then that information is given of of like, well, sounds like it's a Titanic. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, we could do we could still start with six and have one person picked off because I think we only really needed five. Yeah, it it really, it, the, the opportunity for there to be more people is really high. So that's fair. Whatever number we need, I mm-hmm. think would be because I think the the goal is last man standing. So however we want to do that, right? I think can can work. Um, I I'm not gonna name all of these characters, but I think they need to have. I think we need to modernize this movie. I'm disappointed I wanted to name them all. (laughs) Oh, okay. I was gonna say I was gonna because here's the thing is I think it would be fun if we could just say, here's your options. Oh, okay. That's fair. Can we give some of them defining characteristics that they have to use though? Okay, cool. Yes. But I was thinking like the (laughs) I was thinking that the names could be nicknames. Oh, okay. And it needs to be something like the pick from pick from a list the last thing you ate, or <laughs> oh, okay, okay, your you know your favorite color spelled backwards or uh-huh. you know some, something something, something, something uh-huh. i'm I'm legitimately thinking of like those um pick your birth month and your and yes. your last name, and then yes. you get that's how we get moon, moon, like yes. that kind of thing, but I think like one word or something like that okay, um, I do really think it would be funny if it's like the last thing you ate or drank. So it's like, um, hello, my name is Pepsi Cola. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just thinking, too, if these are teens, right, a lot of teens like to give each other weird nicknames. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that would be fun. Mm -hmm. That's my thought. No, I like it. I was just I this would this wouldn't work. But I was like, if you if we could really pull in like the so blockbuster is our like theme that we're going with. Right. Mm hmm. Like, something to do with, like, movie genres, movie titles, one word out of the last movie you watched. Oh. Or one word out of the last movie, of the title of the last movie you watched. I think, I think maybe if we wanted to do that, then it needs to be character names from movies that are well known. I'm thinking of, like, McFly. Okay. Okay. You know, it has to be a recognizable enough <laughs> so character name. So we never make this movie because there's too much copyright. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think we can get away with it because the thing about having it be a nickname, and uh-huh. I'm not saying that this character looks or acts or sounds like Marty uh, McFly. Uh-huh. Okay. Their name is just McFly. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I right? like that. Yeah. So so it's a range, right? But just mm-hmm. just a recognizable character name from a movie, mm-hmm. and it can be any movie, mm-hmm. right? So somebody's named Legolas, and somebody's named Fly, right? Right, yeah, like, yeah. Just pick a pick a very well known movie uh-huh. character name. Yeah, I like it. And don't explain why that's your nickname. That's just yeah, your nickname. no explanation whatsoever. <laughs> just roll with it. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's start to our beats. Okay. So we open on a small island. I don't remember this island's name. It's Old Rod Island. Old Rod Island. Mm-hmm. And the residence, it's a small sleepy town mm-hmm. and maybe there's an opener that's like a prequel of um, Captain Karen's mom mm-hmm. uh, dealing with a titanic Something that establishes that this becomes history that Captain Karen is aware of, mm-hmm. knows a lot about. Mm-hmm. And then we flash to present day. We've got a group of teens who all have nicknamed themselves some kind of movie character name. Yeah. Um, and they're trash and annoying mm-hmm. and bored. They're bored and they're <laughs> punks. Um, and... They're so bored, and this island doesn't have any cell phone reception. Oh yes, yes, right? obviously. obviously. So they're so bored, and the island also doesn't have internet. Like right, it, no, it's an island, not. and they well, can't. It might have internet, but it's like really slow dial-up. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> so not it worth really trying. Do... No, <laughs> and they've all come to this island during the summer. Uh, yeah, during the summer because they're they're. <laughs> No good kids whose Mm -hmm. parents are like, they're all go to the same school and Mm -hmm. their parents are like, okay, we're going to this island for the summer. You need to learn how to disconnect and make Mm -hmm. friends and all Mm -hmm. this jazz. Yeah. So the group of them, however many it is, between five and eight, Mm -hmm. um, go and they start poking around and they find a cave system on the shores of the beaches. Mm -hmm. They go into this cave system and someone goes wow, there's a maybe maybe it's like a full like treasure alcove. Like there's uh-huh. a bunch of stuff that washed up in a chest somewhere okay. and it got shoved into the cave because of the tides. Mm-hmm. And they open this chest and they're like, this is boring, boring. Oh, hey, there's a cool book. Hey, you're mm-hmm. a nerd. What does it say? <laughs> right. Somebody somebody <laughs> in the group has got to be the, one right. of the nerds. Absolutely. And they open it. They read the first thing that they see. And Brad appears. Mm -hmm. Um, Brad is some kind of monstrous, creatureous, um, descriptive, you know, the the words, the words fail me because it is so great of a creature. Right. Um, Absolutely. And they're like, whoa, this is neat. Uh This is cool. Great. Nothing seems to be going wrong here. And they're like, okay, let's do it again. And one of the, one of the characters are like, "Mm, what if we didn't? And they're like, "Mm, let's do it again. And they read it. The earth shakes and things glow and wind blows their hair all around. And Mm -hmm. then it all dissipates and nothing seems to have changed. The full moon is out. And they're like, all right, nothing happened. (laughs) Little do they know. So Mm -hmm. they go back into town wherever they're staying, wherever their houses are. And... Nothing happens that night. They go to bed. They wake up in the morning and each one of them like individually notices that there are, is a crab in their bedroom. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, weird. I We're on the coast. So not impossible. Weird. Mm-hmm. Whatever. They meet up again. They they all end up being like, weird, weird. There's crabs. Mm-hmm. Um, And throughout that day, they encounter more and more crabs. They encounter them and like everybody else encounters them. Mm-hmm. And it starts to get to the point where it's weird. Yeah. So where do we go from here? Is this where we go to the captain, like here? You said that we didn't go to the captain until after somebody got picked off. Yes. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. So it gets to a point during the day and then, yeah, somebody gets picked off. They watch the crabs pick this person off. Mm-hmm. They were walking down the street and the one person straggled behind and then help, help, help. And mm-hmm. they turn around and they're being taken away by crabs. Mm-hmm. Right. Which yeah. If if it was shot by me, it would be very comedic, but I think you could make it seem very serious. Yeah. Um. So they get taken away by crabs and this group panics. Screaming and yelling and running. Yeah. And they all huddle in some, I don't know, garden shed and are like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. And somebody is like, well, I heard that Captain Karen knows things a outside of the range of what normal people know whatever however we want that dialogue to go right so they so they go to her house we set it up the same way that you do when you do a 90s film where they go and knock on the witch's door kind of deal like it's a spooky house and Mm -hmm. things are run down and Mm -hmm. all that jazz right um brad is still there by the way um i don't i don't know i think they maybe leave brad at the beach and then they grab him on the way to her house um i feel like brad is an independent creature okay and does Love what it. they want and so they just kind of like, show, up. show up whenever they feel like it and then disappear right. and i mean you can't i think you can like Call for Brad and summon them, but they don't necessarily like you. Don't necessarily like walk them along with a leash. Like they're just kind of they bonded. Remember, like you gotta get some bonding in there somewhere. So bonding happens. I think I. That's the other thing is maybe one or two. Well, so the so this is the thing. The the character that ends up being the final person Mm -hmm. bonds with Brad. Yes. And so whatever opportunities we can see to, like, shove in a little bonding moment here Mm -hmm. and there, I think should happen. So it's like a B plot. It's like we're walking along and they notice Brad is in the woods and they kind of stop for a minute and put out their hand. And we have this moment. Everybody else is not paying attention. And so that pays off later. Yes. In the whole story. I did want to say that I think that Captain Karen should live on a houseboat. Oh, that has like a dock at the edge of the water that sure. you can get onto the houseboat. Because, because I think houseboats a lot of times they anchor them in specific places. Like you can take them out, but like they typically are anchored somewhere. So I just I don't know. I just felt like because there are captain and water and crab things that they should live on a houseboat. Yeah, I forgot houseboats existed. <laughs> So, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I think that works really well. Then I think the it's not going to be quite as spooky. It just needs to look kind of like uninviting. I mean, I feel like a houseboat could be spooky. Yeah, it's a lot of set design and camera angles and all mm-hmm. that jazz. I'm just thinking like if if it's not stuck in the woods somewhere, you don't have that opportunity of overgrown vines and uh, a bear trap off to the left right. and like it's just up straight. Shot to the houseboat, but it can also be like anchored in, like, there's craggly rocks around. Oh, yeah. So there's water, like waves crashing off the rocks. And yeah, it's kind of like a little bit darker here for some reason because the cliffs block the sun or Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, I love it. And there's gross seaweed everywhere and maybe some dead fish. Yeah, dead fish really will sell it for sure. Mm -hmm. We can even have a throwaway line where that's like, That's in the toxic waters of the X Bay, right? Because with an island, you can have like little bay areas where like the water comes in. Mm -hmm. Um, So we can certainly do that as well. Oh, I got to think of a name for this bay. Well, (laughs) I don't know, like, because our bay is just the bay. Right. I think a lot of them have names, though. Yeah, I think so. Something a little bit spooky. Spooky Bay. (laughs) I mean, I'm looking at our list from the the title generator, and we Uh could do, like, Spider Bay. Mm, Spider Crab Bay? Is that too many words? No. um, I just, I'm throwing crabs in there again. Yeah, you're throwing (laughs) crabs everywhere. Watch out, there's a crab coming Jessica. There's there's a crab, because (laughs) that's what they said, is that there was lots of crabs. They kept talking about all the different types of crabs. Which, I mean, Spider Bay, I feel like because spider crabs apparently are really spooky. And so it's not necessarily a direct reference to spider crabs, but it's like, it's there. Yeah, let's just go. Let's go with Spider Bay. I like it. All right. So they go to Captain Karen, mm-hmm. and she says, uh, You done m- messed up, A.A. A. aron I don't remember how that scene goes, but like, <laughs> there's too many A's in there, I think. Um, and. <laughs> And uh th- th- so basically she's like hey I I think you've summoned a uh, Titanic mm-hmm. but Titanic shouldn't be summonable we mm-hmm. killed the last one 20 mm-hmm. years ago I mm-hmm. watched it with my own eyes mm-hmm. right cuz whatever we have we can have something in that prequel that's like hey this is a dead creature yeah right like we need to really drive that point home yes and they she, maybe Maybe sheepishly sh- show the spell book, and mm-hmm. she says, "You've activated uh, some kind of undead spell, right?" Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know anything about spells, but I can read, and this says clearly says. Yeah. dead or something right maybe I, it's in another language or something right i think that the the spell should be specifically for reanimating titanic so yeah. here's one thing i want to say is i not that we necessarily have to go with this but i was under the impression that titanic was like the one and only titanic kind of like how well i guess not anymore but at one point godzilla was like the one and only mm-hmm, mm-hmm, godzilla mm-hmm um and also that like it was like from ages past and so captain karen didn't necessarily watch anything specifically personally with titanic because i think the thought was like the town isn't worried about titanic anymore mm. because it's it's just a myth like Mm -hmm. it's just like you know bigfoot or mothman or something like that you're gonna get us (laughs) banned by ghoul tank (laughs) i'm not saying that i'm just saying that the town thinks that way (laughs) okay okay we do we can't have ghoul tank on our behind (laughs) we need them. <laughs> the town thinks that Okay. That they think the town people completely anti-cryptid. Yes. Any anything cryptid related? No. Which is why they all think that Captain Karen is crazy. Sure. And you don't go to Spider Bay and you don't go to Captain Karen's houseboat because she's off her rocker. <laughs> I I think then the prequel like there needs to be something that establishes that this information about this dead titanic have been passed down somehow. Maybe uh-huh. it's like a physical element. Maybe it's a part uh-huh. of its shell or a uh-huh. leg or an antenna or something uh-huh. that she has. Right. Right. Because that's also another thing we could add to their arsenal of, like, tools that they mm-hmm. get as a group. Ooh. Well, okay, this wouldn't really help as tools, but this would be, I think, a fun, like, uh... Memento type thing. So it's like, so, so I, it's so, okay. Black and white <laughs> is the prequel at the beginning of the movie. Sure. And it's these people fighting Titanic and taking them down. Although we would, well, we'd have to really kind of do it so you kind of know what's going on, but you don't see the full creature if we're yeah. trying to make it spooky like Jaws. Yeah. Um, But they take it down and uh, you see a piece of the shell break off and it's a small piece Mm -hmm. and whatever character that obviously has to somehow resemble Captain Karen so you can see the family resemblance. It can be played by the same actress. Right, but it is a different person. It's a different haircut and, you know, all that jazz. But so they pick up the piece of the shell and then or so, like it, like i i was thinking of like it turns into like a necklace. Okay. And yeah. so so and you see that it you see it as a necklace in the like pre yes. pre beginning credits <laughs> scene. Yeah. pre title <laughs> pre title scene, thank you. Um and then you also see Captain Karen wearing that same mm-hmm. necklace. And so that's where you tie in of like, oh, Captain Karen's ancestors mm-hmm. was the one who defeated Titanic the first time yeah. when it was alive and not an undead. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> and then I don't know why the spell book has this spell specifically for resurrecting Titanic. Oh, would it be too weird to instead of the like the tr- treasure chest or whatever that got you said we're saying about it being washed up. What if it was like something that shows in the pre-title sequence of like, they bury it to try to hide it from people. Cause they're like, this needs to never be dealt with ever again. Yeah. We can insinuate too, in the pre-title that like a singular person is responsible for Titanic, like being there. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Like, even if it was just like a shot, it would be, it would be fighting fighting creature and then some person either like completely out or they are bound or something and like people are guarding them to be Uh like okay this person is dangerous and Uh they're rifling through their bags and they're taking all their stuff and then putting it in a thing and burying it right yeah we don't even ever have to have this person come back or be referenced in any way but essentially being like one person did this yes this is why this is happening right okay yeah So, so then, so does she give them, is that just the necklace, just like an indicator of like, this, this is why it's a lineage thing? That's what I was thinking. Okay. But but maybe she, you know, pulls from a secret drawer in her cupboard, like another book with like instructions for if Titanic ever comes back or some sort of some sort of something that's like this is information that is useful to know i feel like a lot of her information that she would know would just be like oral history that was passed down and so like she can repeat like legends and stuff like that yeah because that's really great for giving cryptic advice is when you can sound like you're prophesying or something like that yeah um but maybe, maybe, there is some sort of or maybe, oh, maybe it's just a knife, <laughs> it's not a book of information, it's just a special weapon to try to help defeat, yeah, I don't know, there's there's gotta be some sort of special like property to, yeah. the knife, but well, maybe it's something like if. If we use like this is a trope I think that's used in a lot of things of like the only thing that can defeat X thing is that thing yes right so yeah. it's like whatever components of the shell that got broken off mm-hmm. in the death of this you mm-hmm. know creature mm-hmm. that was used to make a necklace and the knife mm-hmm. and the blade yes. specifically of the of the knife and so that is what can kill it again mm-hmm. like. They didn't think it was going to be a problem, but just in, just case, in case, right? Yeah. We have this thing. And and the thought being like maybe if there are other weird creatures out there that that could also defeat them, of yes. like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like it's not a not a just a like this is a plot device only, but like mm-hmm. hey, we had other thoughts with this. Mm-hmm. Um so it makes me wonder if maybe they don't have the spellbook anymore or if it's just not important anymore because it doesn't seem like there's much happening past that. That would be unless we want to bring it back. Well, so the thing that I would say that the spell book that like it still should be around is I liked your idea of like the reason that Titanic is picking off people is to like absorb their energy, mm-hmm. um, and so we would need the reversing. Well, I guess we wouldn't need the reversing spell. Maybe stabbing them with a special knife releases all of the human energies that it's yeah. absorbed. It could be a combination of both. It could be mm-hmm. like at the very end, they stab this, the big Titanic, and they're like, oh no, that didn't fix the problem. Mm-hmm. And somebody's like, well, what XYZ? I'm mm-hmm. going to read this thing and right. then we or, are all good. Or we could leave it slightly open ended. And it's like, these are two options of how we can defeat (laughs) is either use the knife or use the spell book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't want to kind of go too far outside of our normal formula. What I would like to do is acknowledge that as this movie goes further down the line of Pocket Podcast Network blockbusters, it's going to evolve a little bit. Yeah, Um, but like we're creating the core of it here, and so I think the core of it is because obviously we need to bring back Brad in some way, which makes me think that the (laughs) knife. I know you keep about Brad. uh, Brad is very important to me. I wanted Brad so particularly for the companion specifically, and then I keep. Forgetting, how dare I? Well, because here's the thing: is I think we're still missing some parts of this. Because here's mm-hmm. what here's where we're at right now. So we talked about why we talked prequel. We talked about that there are punk kids on the island. They go mm-hmm. to a cave. They find mm-hmm. a spell book. They read from the spell book. They mm-hmm. get Brad, and then they awake the they reanimate the kaitanic. That's really mm-hmm. important to acknowledge. Uh huh. And they go back to their homes, and they wake up, and they see individual crabs. And then at the some point during the day, the group of teens, one of them gets picked off. Mm -hmm. And so they decide to go see Captain Karen, who's on a houseboat in uh, Spider Bay. Mm -hmm. And when they get there, um, after some dialogue, she informs them that they probably reanimated a very dead Titanic, which is even worse. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's a special knife. That'll Mm -hmm. solve this problem. But you Mm -hmm. might want to look into seeing if there's some kind of reverse spell for the spell that you just did. Mm -hmm. Um, It's probably in a different book that's buried in the caves on the beach that you're at. Right. Like something to like resend them back there. Uh. And for whatever reason, we create this roadblock of them trying to get back to the beach. Uh Uh-huh. And it's a combination of the people in town. It's a combination of them getting picked off more and more Uh by this crab situation. And then, um, then it is, they finally get there. Maybe we have two left, Uh three left, something like that. Plus Brad. Plus Brad. (laughs) Um, Well, cause what I was thinking is something gets them to this caves and then the titanic rises out of the ocean uh-huh and so they're not prepared with the spell book uh-huh. maybe they can't find it or it's too wet or oh, something okay. right like they mm-hmm. have it but they can't use it or they can't find it whatever mm-hmm. and so i think because this creature is so large that Brad helps with that my thought being like okay Brad can jump really high or Mm -hmm. can um, just make somebody taller based Mm -hmm. up by being on top of them Mm -hmm. or throws them with Mm -hmm. their ma or something like Mm -hmm. that. So something to so we have this big fight um, and perhaps like the kids are are fighting it. But then the. Coast Guard unleashes something, right? Like there are other (laughs) other elements at play, but Uh the only thing that's going to take down, and and we see, and and at some point we're going to see the zombie friends, right? But then, only thing that takes down this big titanic is the special knife, right? Sorry, my (laughs) my brain supplied this image or this video in my head of. (laughs) <laughs> not realistic at all but uh, Captain Karen's houseboat is <laughs> it's a motorboat and just gonna, <laughs> like you're fighting Titanic and then off in the distance <laughs> just, here comes the no. houseboat at full speed <laughs> I mean why not <laughs> it's, a, it's not real <laughs> this is a it's, reality where there's a very 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 big crab creature <laughs> I don't Pokemon. think it fits fits the spooky vibes. But no, it, my <laughs> head needed some comedic relief. I guess, yeah. Um, because I think oh, that boy. to me, and 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 I think the whatever we figure out, we want to do for the zombie friends, mm-hmm. right? Um, maybe the zombie friends are in the cave too, and that's Ooh. maybe that's why they get stopped trying to do the spell book. Either they, either the zombies stop them, or it's just too spooky. Like they get taken to a back and they're like, Uh I can't do this. Um, So we have some options there. Right. Um, And then I think we have some options on how we want to end it as far as like, Mm -hmm. do we solve the problem and Mm -hmm. the zombie friends are okay, or Mm -hmm. is that it? Right. Um, And I think that is if I was directing it, I almost would just kind of have those questions up in the air. Oh, I was thinking we could make it as a choose-your-own-adventure DVD and you get to pick... <laughs> alternate alternate endings. Endings, yeah, you want. <laughs> see, that makes sense to me. That I could see, or director's cut or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I can be into. Um. So the idea of being, like, with the stabbing of the Titanic and maybe the reading of the spellbook, everybody's back to normal, mm-hmm. or the stabbing of the Titanic, all the zombies just, like, just drop. Right. Yeah. Right? Like they just don't make it. Yeah. Um, I think either one of those are very it it totally I think it would depend on what the producers in the studio want to do. That's right. Um, but I feel like overall, I think we've got a pretty easy, like action adventure thriller, mm-hmm. spooky movie going on. Yeah. I think yeah. we did a pretty good job for neither of us being like spooky movie <laughs> watchers. I am glad I hope everybody else thinks so because <laughs> I was struggling just a little bit. <laughs> oh no, oh, the tropes are easy. The mm. tropes we've got it's mm-hmm. just a matter of of thinking not quite as funny. Mhm um, I would love to just as a little like little spice um i wanna I think that it would be funny to come up or maybe i don't know funny is the right word but interesting to come up with some sort of like little something to kind of um attach to each character so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah like it doesn't have to specifically be a specific character like you know it can get mixed around well because i mean the the names are getting picked so yeah. like I'm not saying, Oh, I know that this character with this name has you know carries yeah. a a pencil in their ear behind their ear all the time, or mm-hmm. but like I think to like have some options to pick from of like there is a character who um only ever wears the color blue or Mm -hmm. some just something something little to just like throw in there to spice up the characters a little bit as some I think well you mentioned something about doing specific traits for each character Uh, um, which I think would be good I think something that's more in the realm of very um, non-visual traits would be nice okay uh, what which can be verbal too. I was thinking like somebody definitely d- does movie quotes, and I think that that person should do the like movie quotes from the movie that they are nicknamed after. So like if they are like, Legolas, they do Lord of the Rings quotes, or oh, you know something like that, that which would could be really good. fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think somebody absolutely is just nervous as heck. <laughs> Yes. Like, they don't have to yep. be the same person that's the nerd. Uh-huh. Like, they can be a totally different person, but somebody's yep. got to be like, uh, guys. Yeah. You yep. know? Yeah. And maybe they're the, fi- maybe they're the final girl and maybe they're the first one to get picked off. Who knows? Right. But, Who knows? Um, somebody's got to be super nervous. Can we have a uh, himbo slash bimbo? Yeah. Someone's so stupid. Thembo. <laughs> so stupid. But like, hot. So yes. stupid, but really hot, yep. um, I think uh, somebody should use really outdated slang. <laughs> groovy man yeah, for for whatever <laughs> reason, um, mm-hmm. they definitely use outdated slang. Um, mm-hmm. I think somebody else should always be hungry, Ooh, like always wanting me. to get a snack. Of some kind. Self-insert character. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. Nobody played Jessica, though. No, no. Um, <laughs> no. Um, but because uh, that's one of my favorite characters from the Ocean series is, uh-huh. um, I don't remember his name, but he's played by Brad Pitt and he's just like always snacking and it's not a character flaw. Oh. Literally, my the only movie I've ever seen where that's the case. Because uh-huh. it's almost always either the reason they get caught or it's a joke that they're fat. Right. It's just the, this guy just like snacks just like, like that, snacks Literally, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of like what else might be fun. Um, oh, somebody always needs to have this like the skill the like like half of a skill that they need, right okay. no matter what and and i I'm debating if it's funny if they just do it and don't acknowledge it or if it's just like what? I watch a lot of YouTube. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that, right? Or right. I read a lot or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So so somebody Jack of all trades. Somebody's a jack uh-huh. of all trades. Uh-huh. To a degree. They're all still teens. They can't only they right. really do so much. Right. Um I was thinking um like that there's there's I feel like I don't know how unfazed you want them to be, or like how what's the word I'm looking for? The the thought came to my mind of, like, somebody who's worked in retail for too long. (laughs) They're a teen! They've only been working in retail for a couple years! So so maybe not, like, that they've actually worked in retail for too long, but just that, like, nothing really is all that interesting to them. They're kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Unaffected? No, uh, cynical. Kind okay. of cynical towards just like everything. I love it. Okay, I don't know how many that was. I don't know how many we've done. So okay, I well, think people have options. People have options. I feel like we've got some options, and if we didn't do enough, then then that come up, up with to, your own thing. Yeah, that's up to you. Make producers. yourself insert. <laughs> yeah, producers. Um, this okay. Is our four. We we've got five post-it notes in a binder for this movie. Yes, we're slightly more prepared for this one. Slightly more prepared. I'm really curious to see what the production is going to look like. (laughs) I am also very curious. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. Um, I think I think we kind of encapsulated everything we were talking about. I think so. I don't think there's I I mean, I I wouldn't know if we're missing something because, again, I don't really watch horror stuff. I think anything we're missing can be filled in by the imagination. That is true. The scariest thing of all. (laughs) <laughs> your own imagination it, it really is though like that's mm-hmm. that like a lot of successful spooky movies are because you're imagining what is happening either right. by the fact that they're insinuating something or they're right. showing shapes right or you know sounds that kind of stuff and then mm-hmm. like when you spook yourself in real life it's mm-hmm. your imagination mm-hmm. like i have scared myself more times than I can count, because I saw something out of the corner of my eye that was absolutely nothing. Right. Yeah. Right? That's, like, truly, that is the spookiest thing of all. Yep. All right. Well, I think we did it. So. I think we did it. What's the title again? <laughs> oh, the title is uh, Corruption in the Caves. Ooh. Which is Podcast really good. Podcast Network Summer Blockbuster. Corruption in the Caves. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited we have a title now. Yeah thank you for listening to the pocket podcast network blockbuster if you haven't listened to pokey makers kickoff blockbuster uh listen to that episode highly recommend you take a listen you can kind of hear about uh how they created the monster that we just put in our fun little movie uh and for the next part of blockbuster be sure to head on over to green mountain mysteries